0: Weeks, which happens to mention the first time in the Torah we see the concept of mass of tithing your income, is mentioned. Happens to be this in Parashah when um, Abraham uh, fights five kings, and then Melchizedek, who the Rashi points out, and the says it's actually Shane, the son of Noach, Says The Torah calls him Malkitzedek here, he was Kohen On, he was a high priest. Was um, even in those days they had uh, rabbis. Before the Torah was given, they had high priests. And uh, but he was, he was he was Jewish, but I'm saying he studied Torah. He had Yeshiva, as you know. Shane the the guy so Yaakov studied years later. So, uh, Avram after the war meets him, and um, he tells Avram. That Avram was a very wealthy man. good you know this? He um, he acquired a lot of wealth. One of the first one of the first places was this war that um, he had the five kings, he acquired the assets of all the five countries that he won the world. So he was very wealthy, and, and the first thing he says, Malkitsarik um, tells him, is you have to give mass. You have to give it a, a tithing from all your um, assets that you just acquired. Now Ram does it, um, let me find the plastic here quickly. Uh, so it's interesting to note, this is the first time we find the concept of tithing another halacha, actually, interestingly, just as a side thing i happened to see today, that says, Malkit Tzedek tells him, he says, you have to bless Hashem, meaning, because what really, what is ma'isa? When you, when you say you have to tithe your income, you give charity from income, what, what does that mean? You have to, you're acknowledging the existence of, that everything comes from Hashem, mm-hmm. even your income, your portfolio, you know, just, whether the market goes up or down, futures, whatever, whatever, whatever you're making your money off, at the end of the day, it, um, it's not about your skill, um, listen, you can't stay home and watch Oprah all day. You have, you have to do something. You have to do the Shtaglut. But at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about what Hashem gives you. So that's the acknowledgement of Meister. of Hirsch uh, uh, Hirsch points out that there's two, there's two types of charities you find, two types of, of tithings. One is be, the beginning, when you first make money. That's the like your first fruit. So like everyone puts their first dollar on the wall. He says, that's the easy one. If you're making your initial money Everyone, you know, oh, thank God. I just have finally, haven't been paying for years. I haven't been, you know, cutting it. Finally, I make my first money. So that, everyone thanks God. Later, he says the second, the tithing that we're talking about here of your assets, that means at the end of the year when you made when you made a lot of money, okay, that's much harder to remember that comes from Hashem. You're thinking, listen, I worked hard this year. So my skills. So that's the tithing that we're talking about um, here in this week's parsha. Abraham says that he's going uh, to give uh, to, and the first thing is you have to remember Hashem. And that's what, uh, and he tells him the pasuk. Tells him uh, he, first, he says. Actually, it's interesting aside halacha. Learn from me if I can find the pasuk. In Balkara? is it? In No. Sure. Sleep, you can make Just the barrister. Just the barrister. No, not Balkar. it's mm-hmm. um, here. I'm not a huh? barrister. Uh. a special, substance, substance, a special thing. Anyway, so so in the said that um, also, it says he was punished. The matter says because he says, what does he say? he blessed Avram. Avram. First he blessed Avram. L'keil elyon kodesh many Hashem. So and he says he was punished for this. Why? Because he first thanked Avram for that he won the war says, bless you, He won the war, you know, against these evil kings, and then he thanked Hashem I mean, Hashem has to come first, matter of fact the Bach, I think it's Bach, brings this Pasuk, as a halacha, he says learn Allah halacha from here and when you make a Elohein, he says, you have to first people you know, make toasts, you know, at uh, wedding and they give a the whole thing, you know, the, the bar mitzvah was, like three pages of thank yous. The last one, he and oh, also, I'd like to thank Hashem, you know, after his parents and his grandparents, his uncles came from in Australia or wherever, and in Toronto. And then he thanks Hashem. He says, no, the halach is, you see from this passage, Mark, said it was punished. He first mentioned Avram, and then he mentioned Hashem. First need to mention Hashem, that, that's number one. First thing when it comes to especially for money, any time anytime you make a toast, first you thank God for whatever you toast toasting, and then you should, you know, you get to the other thank yous. But you don't, you don't leave God for last in your toast. Because that's halacha that the Bach brings from his classical. In any case, this is the, the what's interesting is um, it's a myth. People think that so the concept of tithing, and we'll talk about it a little more, really talking about staka today, not necessarily tithing, but is a, is a mitzvah, it's a biblical obligation. And it's very not clear meaning you find like this is a story a nice story of Avram, you find it again and, and told us that uh, Jacob says uh, when he's going to Lavan, Yaakovino says I'm going to go, whatever whatever I do, if you save me from Lavan whatever money I make, I'll give also he says, I'll give mice, I'll give time again you find, this. it's a nice, it's a story but it's not a halach, it's not a mitzvah the only time you find a biblical obligation of mitzvah the reis in the Torah to tithe is your, is your produce it's the only thing that's explicit it doesn't say anywhere about your money income. Some make that correlation, but the, the mitzvah of giving masa we know is giving temp- at least 10% of your income, and we'll talk about that as, at least, um, that's really their beta needing masses, that's the average guy, really should give 20% of your income. Mm-hmm. So that is not found in the Torah. Again, it's found by produce, by mice, by trumas and mice. That's where that's where the Torah says the a That's if you have a farm, you have a ranch, you have are in agriculture. And that's only there as well. But the concept that all your income needs to be tied, not saying it's a good thing, you know everyone agrees. And surely um, depends which organization you're giving to will because surely every agrees that it's a good thing to give myself and all your income. But as far as the mitzvah de is all is it's not clear. And the, and the Bach also the Bach is the one who says he says that it's not a mitzvah d'arese. So that's a nice thing you want to do it it's a good thing but it's, it's, not, a, it's not obligatory um, the, the Taz who was the son of law I maybe mean, the Shach and Taz sorry the Shach says it's not obligatory the Taz who was the shach, son of law argues vehemently and he says no it's, a, it's clearly a mitzvah um, no question it's a mitzvah but again the question is is the right or a so is it biblical or rabbinical so you have three opinions you have some say it's a biblical commandment Taz seem to imply that others say it's only rabbinical and others say it's an uh, extra credit it's not obligatory to give the, to give 10% of your income or any amount of time. Um, again, the custom is today that, it, that we view it as a normative that you should give of, in, of income. We'll talk about what the guidelines are, meaning it's, that is, it's of course, it's post taxes, it's, gr- it's of your net income, you know, after expenses and when you're obligated. So we'll get back to that in a second. Just to start, really, the topic was stuck on more than um Mr. the Is he? Are uh, you an attorney in the state? Are you licensed yet? Yeah. Make sure you put your bar number in here. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so just the the, the biggest question when comes to charity, whether it's mice or other charity or regular charity, we have to talk about the differences. Is how does one know there's so many different needs and causes? Right? anyone, I mean, even if you're not Jewish, but sure if you're Jewish, you're getting the most of my mail, I could say, 80 percent of uh, the snail mail and the email probably that comes to my my mailbox and my inbox, probably asking for money, charities for different things. You have save the whales, you have Planned Parenthood, you have uh, Red you have a- everything in the world, right? And Jewish charities. The question becomes: So there's how do you how do you decide who to give to? We don't have no one. Even if you're a person of wealth, you don't have endless money. So, what, how do we decide what's priority, what's not priority? That's number one. And which, there's, there's different types of priorities. There's, there's different needs, different causes, organizational causes, and personal needs. Then you have also different people. There's your brother-in-law, your mother-in-law, your ex-wife. Your, right? There's different um, people. And how do you decide which people come before others? So those two people could have the same need. Maybe that need is a priority. Both need food, but who gets it first? So that's another question. And then there's also how to give. So there's a lot of questions. So, so, and the, and the, the truth is that everyone needs guidance. I just last night I'm met with a guy who was uh, selling his business for $34 million, and he's, he's lost. He so said he doesn't know what to do with the money. I told him listen just make it easy right check tell you I'm uh uh, you can make it easy, but, but the point is he, he, people are lost, even they don't know how to give and they're giving to, like we're saying, all these crazy stuff that comes up, uh, you know, they're giving to political campaigns to, to save the whales, not that it's not important to save the whales but, but that's not where uh, Jew, when we look at the for Torah for guidance, we need to know what's what are the causes worth giving to what are not worth giving to, and again, how to prioritize, that's that's the main question everyone has to give charity, the question is again, prioritizing who and how how and what causes to give? To so this, so the Torah is very clear, at least in some guidelines. From the Torah itself, you see guidelines. That's in the passage right here in uh, Parshas way Have on the sheet, on top of the sheet here, which is um, it's, it's coming to explain these causes. We read the passage. The passage says it like this: it says, you have a, a needy person, an indigent person amongst. Amongst you, may achad one of your brothers, ba'achad shecha, one of your in your gates, one of your gates, ba'achad shecha, your land, Ba'atsecha shecha, your land, she'ashem lo kecha which is of course the land of Israel. Lo, so the Torah says two things. First of all, two lavim here. Lo tamis es low lo sikkbot es yadecha, Do not harden your heart and do not close your hand, close your fist to the avim. The only guy who points out here, very important thing. He says a beautiful thing in the Pasik here. He says like this. He says that um, that when you have when you close your fist, why does the Torah do the double language here? He says, don't cl- harden your heart and don't close your fist. The only thing says, you close your, if you take your fist and you close it, look at your fist. a fascinating person, he says. All your fingers look same length. close your fist. Stop eating for a second and close your fist. Okay, so if you look at your fingers, they all look... They're the same height, more or less. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm I have a defect. Okay, <laughs> but I'm saying, but oh, right, so right. But when you open it, when you open your fist, you see that they're very clearly all different heights, right? Uh, the, the, your fist is not. So, so he says the Torah is telling you, "I'll take like Don't close your fist when you're giving charity." Don't look at all the needs equal. Many people do. They say, "Listen, if I have X amount to give away. I'm going to give 18-dollar check." My mother does it. She gets some. At the end of the month. She has a pile of uh, seven, you know 70 envelopes. Each one, she sends a 10-dollar check. That's wrong. I've been telling that for years. Send me the money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, right, so that's wrong. Meaning, <laughs> meaning, meaning the rabbi saying the tells you, Don't close your fist and see all your all needs as created equal. There's different needs." And you have to know how to prioritize for different needs in the community, different needs of individuals. And, and that's very important in Hilkistaka. That's how he understands the, the, the double lashne of don't close your heart, don't close your fist. Is look at your, don't close your fist and see everything as equal. That's how he, he reads it. So he says, um, so, so going back to the beginning of the Pasik, so Gemara learns from here um, very, clear, very clearly. You know, it's based on this list here. The Torah is giving you a list. It says, when you have an indigent person amongst you, first it says from your brother. So, number one on the list, says the Gemara, is a chicha. That means your brother comes first, family comes first. This charity begins at home. That means if you have a family member who has a need, and you have uh, your, your second cousin, you know, not you know, a family, close family member or a second cousin, then we'll see. No family, your brother or brother comes first. But you have uh, someone in the community, someone in shul has the same need as a family member, so of course the family achicha. Torah is telling you that's number one. First, your brother, okay. Now, after you took care of family, and family, by the way, includes yourself. We're going to see that. That means if you if you don't have enough for your own needs, you shouldn't be giving away money. You should give a basic It Doesn't mean you give a few dollars, but uh, clearly, by the way, Rav is the truth. He says when it comes to miser, if you are not making enough. To to fulfill your own fulfill your own basic needs, you're not paying the rent, you're not paying the mortgage, you're not paying the food, your car payments. You have no obligation to give so Says that very explicitly. The you of ma'is, as we're going to see, that's ma'is, that's not up. That means tithing your income is only if if your income, if you're making a profit. If you're not making a profit, meaning your expenditures, your 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 expenditures at home for your needs are more. Ex- and we don't mean you're, you're going on a you bought, you bought your yacht. I don't mean your yacht. To find your
1: needs. Yeah,
0: so that's a good question. The needs are very subjective, but I mean, it means basics. So I asked this child wants to play sick. He told me, whatever you go with the society you're living in, whatever the needs, the basic needs in that society is. I mean, listen, if you're living in the five towns and everyone's buying uh, private jets, mm-hmm. so then it's a problem. That's not a problem. anyway. You shouldn't be living in the five towns. But, uh, but what I'm saying is, Meaning, meaning, it means the, ba- the, the normal, uh, what's it called, standard, Level of standard of living in the community you're living in. So if you can't even meet those needs, then you have no obligation to my commercial so very clearly. We'll read it later on. But, but that doesn't mean you're exempt from stock. At stock, everyone should give a basic amount. It doesn't mean you have to give 10% of your income. That's, again, but the point being is, your family comes first. That means your own needs come before anyone else's. Your own real needs, again, not, not uh, paying going on a cruise. Three times a year, once a year, maybe three times a year. So, so number one is family. We'll see in the family. There's even a hierarchy on the other side. She discusses who, which relatives in your family come first, and when does the rabbi, when does the rabbi fit in over there? also the rabbi's family, and we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, yeah, the rabbi's considered your family. So, um, and then the next word in the passage says what? in your gates. Gates Shirech is generally translated in Torah as your city. That means the poor of your city. What in, in the Gemara calls it, ircha It means you know many times you watch late night TV and they're collecting, uh, they're raising, trying to raise money for cleft palate in Rwanda or wherever it is in Uganda or Rwanda or wherever somewhere in Africa. It's, it's heartbreaking. You see these kids, you know they can't chew and you know, so and until you take care of your own community first, people in your city means usually as the means the Jewish community in your city you can <coughs> think about other things. So if someone knocks on your door, he's from New York or Toronto and he's raising money for his daughter's wedding, his grandmother's uh, you know, whatever, he needs, needs uh, cosmetic surgery, whatever whatever it is, you, you you cannot let it give them until you took care of the new people in you. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, so there's always new, new, things popping up, new organizations, right. new things. Uh. No, so we're not saying every cause. That's a different <laughs> question. When you have, it, that's a good point. So when you can have a contradiction, there's two lists. There's a list of who to give to priority, and then the list of what causes. So the cause will override <laughs> the person. It means, let's say a member of your family, your brother-in-law needs to make his Lamborghini pants or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not exaggeration. He needs to make his car pants. Someone's starving in the, sh- in the not from the family. Okay, he doesn't have food. So of course, the food overrides the. the so the car is more. The
1: car the, the so cause is more important you, than the uh, than the. Right. The
0: cause list, the cause closeness. priority list, is going to be is going to override yeah. the the person. I mean, right. The uh, the food. The list. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. <coughs> Even if it's not within your community.
0: Technically speaking, meaning, yeah. I mean, again, food. If someone's starving. I mean, it's I mean, life or death situation. all over the world. Right, but I'm saying so. First, you have to take care of people. In so, well, no, I'm saying is again so important to know is, and this is very not politically correct. I'm being taped, but I'll say it anyway, which is that uh, no, I'm so, saying so. Generally speaking, our obligation in Judaism, stuck is an obligation, charity is an obligation. It's not just a nice good deed, crossing the street. It's obligatory. So, the obligation specifically is to Jewish people. Uh, to, to, which is, again, a greater extent to the family, the view that is family. Now the Shokhanach says, the Gemara says, you have to give to non-Jewish causes too, but else, what's called dark yishol. And that means we live in a society, a non-Jewish society. Of course, we have to be part of the society, and you know, when the firefighting association, whatever they call calls you in the police union, and, and they need money for, for their barbecue. Well, that's a good thing. You have to give to that too. But, but I'm saying the priority, of course, is always going to be in Jewish communities. So, again but the question becomes I have someone came knocking my door from Toronto or New York or Alabama Jew a Jewish guy and I have people in the city of I So mean, first comes the needs but now if that guy in Alabama is starving and he's knocking on my door so he's going to override you know uh, my brother-in-law needs to make his car payments okay understand so that's really uh, the way I understand it. So, so now again the second part is the poor of your city that means even people and it's important to know even before it's Israel because the next line in the Pasuk is Uh, um, in your land which God gave us which land is that the land of Israel so now of course you have a lot of people coming from Israel knocking on your door and a lot of people coming to shul and and snoring money from Israel so there but they again come after your city so again first family then your community your community where you're living your city and then any a and then the people of Israel comes where does, where
1: does family end? Like if you have a, a close friend in your community versus a, a relative you've never met. Okay,
0: so in the back, when they have a problem. so let's go through so those are the we'll turn. You have a paper? You have a sheet? Yeah. So the,
1: that's a priority list. But if we don't have sufficient money to completely solve the local issue. Does that preclude us from giving to? Something so
0: yeah, it, it doesn't mean you shouldn't give anything. If someone comes from Israel and desperately, you shouldn't give them. It means your main charity, well, your bulk of your tzaka needs to go in this order. Of course, you should maybe, like remember you should give anyone at least ten bucks, five bucks, you know, something like that. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't give them. It means the priority has to be this list. Now, if you look at the What's, back of the list. So,
1: yeah. where do the Rebbies figure in with the buses? Rebbies? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: Rebbies are oh, three and sound. Sort topic. Huh? Sort topic. <laughs> well, uh, well uh, let's address that. It's a good point. I'll, I'll tell you what it says. So, the point is like this. So, uh, so number one, let's go to, turn over the page. There's a donor list
1: there. I'm, I'm sorry, so the
0: <laughs> This is coming based on what we just said, but the, the Gemara extrapolates subcategories within each based on the verse that we just read. Yes, yeah, coming in my out. mind. So, so, yeah. So we'll get to the Rebbe in a second. So, <laughs> so the donor. So number one, if you look on the, um, page two, on the back side here, of the list. So it says the donor himself. Like we said, your needs, family charity begins at home. That means your needs have to be taken care of. Your basic needs, your basic living expenses, before anyone else. Before you start giving other people, again, you need to know uh, what I mean. Uh, you know, Chavtai said he never. Every time he made money in the story, he never brought it home. It was gone before he got home. The many tzaddikim, you know, they used to give away everything, which is not so simple either. Because you're now there's even a cap on giving. You're now allowed to give away more than a fifth of your net worth. It's mm-hmm. prohibited. The of susha. They made it a kana. They made it an injunction. You're now allowed to give away more than a fifth of your net worth. Why? Because the, it's counterproductive. The whole purpose of giving is to help people. If you're going to need help, you know, listen. If you're Bill Gates, that's something different. There's exceptions to the rule. We'll talk about. It. But generally speaking, a, a normal person. Average wealth should not be giving away more than a fifth of his net worth. You can call me on that. The Federation comes. Okay, so so number one is the donor himself. That's what we saying. Then wife and small children, which means he, again part of your extended family. Now the Rebbe, we threw in the Rebbe here. Uh, rebbe. A, re, a Rebbe. A Now first of all, I wanted to find. Listen, I uh, have you, listen, you listening? You I'm answering your question. Addressing your question. So you, the the Rebbe. First of all, doesn't mean the Reb. I'm referring to. Uh, Referring to it means your Rebbe That means and what the the normal in when we say Rebbe, it means it's called your rabbi Haq, which means the rabbi who taught you the majority of your Jewish knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay, it um, uh, could be someone on the internet, it could be uh, h.com and I have to give them all your money. But uh, but meaning it, but it means today they say what that means is it means let's say even you had a Rebbe in uh, you know high school who he got you turned out to learning, and he started you, and he gave you the tools that you're now learning for many years later on yourself. He taught you how to learn Gemara, whatever it is. That's called your Rebbe Muvak, because now most of the knowledge you have, and, you, and you're still learning, is based on his tools that he gave you. That's called your rabbi Muvak, so it doesn't mean Rabbi in the Shul, it doesn't mean, I mean, it could be, the Rabbi yeah. the Shul taught you most of your knowledge. So that's number one, to understand. No, I'm not pushing no, that. You, I'm not you're pushing sure. ra- uh, myself here. Um, no, now it's saying, if you taught without payment, so so it's based on. I think it's a task. It he says, "What's the pshar? He says, "Because your parents are very important people in your life. But they, but they, generally speaking, physically, they bring you theirs. They're, they're uh, giving you your physical life. They brought you into this world. There's something paid tuition in college, whatever it is, hopefully, maybe. Um, but but so they only bring you chayama, but chayama Your Rebbe." gives you chaylam vaj, it's worth a lot more money, so as far as charity being a karzatav, I think that's what he explains it. so meaning your rabbi brings you much more to the table than your parents actually do. parents, brought you chaylam azad this world, you know, this is your physicality and your physical needs your rabbi brings you your your, your spiritual needs, which is eternity, so, you, so that's why he's up on the list Higher up in the list. If you paid him already, okay. So that's right without. Well, so, so the,
1: like just from a, uh, uh, the, I have tr- trouble reconciling that because the, you know, one of you know, the commandments dishonor your mother and father obviously, <laughs> yeah. and it would be a dishonor to your mother and father if you let them suffer while you, you know, pay someone else.
0: No. So, so again, uh, it's a good point. I mean, parents are right after the, uh, valid point. But again, it's a rebbe. We're talking about if you have a rebbe who's, let's say, he's struggling. He does. They have equal needs. If your parents don't have food on the table or whatever it is, or because they need a healthcare procedure, we'll talk about that. So then, that need again, that need overrides the list. This list, this is a list when all things are created equal. Everything's created equal, so your Rebbe needs to make his car payments, Your parents need to make their car payments. Who would, who do you help? You only have uh, five hundred dollars so so for one they car payment. So do you, you give, so do you give? So do you give the car payment the rabbi? to the Rebbe or to the? Uh. So we're saying the Rebbe comes first. But if your parents are a star and need money for, know, a medical procedure or More need money cost. for food, so that cause, of course, would override, which is always, okay? So that makes you feel any better, but So Clearly, you have a problem with rabbis. The it's not that i have a problem with rabbis. I have a problem with rabbis, but
1: it's just... I have a hard uh, yeah, the uh, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Both people need a, need a medical procedure, and based on the task, you're choosing rabbi... The source or for it, I'll tell
0: you. source for it is, by the way, I believe it's in a Shabbos Aveda. I believe it says by Shavuot us say, Oh, even by the way, and even priorities in saving a life. I believe your Rebbe mover comes before your parents. I believe. That means two people are drowning, your Rebbe and your parents, your mother-in-law. So, of course, you save your Rebbe, not the mother. <laughs> Okay, but to make it, just <laughs> trying to make it more palatable. <laughs> yeah.
1: b- based on this, so why, why, wouldn't we, why wouldn't we prioritize our tzedakah, in practice, our tzedakah dollars for let's say starving Jewish people in let's say uh, Eastern Europe, for example, as opposed to that? Wouldn't that override uh, local, uh, local community needs?
0: If if, it, if the needs here are only are much much not as pressing needs, yes. The food is over, always overrides, In between food, overrides. food and clothing. Food always overrides. Mm. By the way, generally speaking, it says also, it says a man and a woman always give the woman before the man. Why is that in halacha? Why? Because in, when it comes to stock, at least, um, is because it says if it's as much for a woman to go begging, is much more degrading than for a male mm-hmm. or female to have to go knocking on doors asking for her needs is much more degrading, and therefore, that's part of the stock is not only the money. It's, it's making the person feel good. So therefore, always give a female, again, everything equal, gives a female before the male. Interesting. So again, just parents, grandparents. Some of these are obvious. Some are not so. Number seven is Rebbe told when he told and was paid. I already know you know a really not out of charge. for teaching Torah. That's a issue. So what does it mean he's paid? Meaning you're paying him only for his time. The only person now not out of charge. I can't charge you for the Torah. I can charge you for the CLE or for the food. Or I can't charge you for Torah. Okay, it's good to know if any rabbi, rabbi ever charges you for teaching Torah. It's a it says it's a pasuk in the Torah. It's Torah. Seeva l'nu Moshe, marash kills Yaakov. That uh, says just so the Gemara says makes it Russia. And just as Moses, God gave Moses the Torah for free. Torah has to be free. You can't charge for Torah. Tuition is a different story. Huh? In different model, yeah. yeah. Any mitzvah. So the Gemara extrapolates from that not only the Torah. Any mitzvah. You can't charge for a mitzvah. It means a moral. That's suggested, why they the that's the right? You can't be uh, right. That's like here. It's sponsorship. Put it up. It's not obligatory. Okay, so grandchildren, brothers and sisters, uncle and aunts, father's side, I'm not sure why father's goes first. I'm not, I don't remember the reason for that. Uncle and aunts, mother's side, cousins, father's side. And by the way, number 15, very important, is your ex. Your ex, is made it to the list, your ex comes before strangers. Okay, here it is. It's a new menu, right? You're aware of this? Okay. All your exes in Texas come before, um, before any stranger outside the family. Why? Because, again, we can say, uh, uh, you having a problem with it. He's a problem with rabbis, you have a problem with exes. Everyone it's has it's their the own thing. Of closeness. The so, of closeness to the family. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. I think again, meaning she was family right now. She's not. She, she might be a pain in your side and many other places. But but at this point, meaning she, since she was part of the family, you have a special, really, that's the ksuba. That's a ksuba is your pain. Uh, what we people think the marriage contract is really a prenuptial agreement where you're agreeing to pay her after divorce. So there is a concept of supporting your ex. Again, if she took half your assets when she left. So, you, know, you don't have assets, she has most of your assets. That's a story. Does it make a difference whether there's children <laughs> or not? Yeah, she's like... Yeah, I'm children. saying if she, we're talking about her personal needs. Mm-hmm. Children, is your if they're your own children... You yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, children is number, two. Children is number no, two. No, 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 I'm saying I'm saying if is, you had children... Right, meaning we're talking about her own needs. She, yeah, yeah, needs okay. she needs to buy a lot of shoes. You gotta help her with her habit. So, quick so cool question. So, Carlos mentioned starving people in, in Eastern Europe, right? Yeah. What is the obligation for you to seek out a situation like that? Like I admit, I'm sure there's starving people. We can find starving people no matter what we did. I mean, we can find it here. We can find a probably anywhere we went. Absolutely. Yeah, so generally speaking, I don't know. I don't have to go seek out. It, all, that's what I'm saying. There's enough needs in the city. There's plenty of people used to who might not be starving, but they need food on the table. So again, our first priority is the people in the community. Okay. In shul, if you know someone, speak to any rabbi, any, have any congregation, they'll tell you, you can give to her. I do that many times, I'll ask, call Rabbi Kobe, and I'll call, and I'll say, do you have someone that needs, because people will call me up, and as a rabbi, and say, listen, you know someone who's in desperate need, especially around Hanukkah times, have a thousand dollars, you know, give it to them, someone with kids, buy gifts for Hanukkah, so there's always, Plenty needs in the community. You don't have to go to Eastern so looking for them. I guess that, I guess meaning, meaning, real needs. I'm not talking about again, but paying their Lamborghini. But
1: pin. the same thing. Uh, you, one thing is gift for Hanukkah. The other thing is food for, for its survival. Uh, okay, money. you're
0: right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, no, so yeah. I just mentioned that. That's what happened to be someone who's called me. But um, but uh, there's people who can't put food on the table. It's, their it's rent. just a
1: priority. If it's not a list of relative amounts. Uh. I mean. Meaning. Number one doesn't get three times number ten.
0: I mean, uh, no. Again, you should try to give everyone to some extent as long as you know they're authentic and real. But but uh, but those people you can give a few dollars to someone who has a real need. You should try to if you if you have the means to take care of the need, that'll be the best to give them more. So so again, after your ex, number fifteen, then comes friends, close friends, neighbors people in your city, that's we said in say, then comes, actually, it's interesting, uh, the Gemara says, even though the Torah says your land, generally Israel, Gemara says, I uh, Gemara, I think say it that people in Yerushalayim, the needy of Jerusalem, come before the people of the rest of the land, because Jerusalem's on a higher level of Kedusha, and therefore, it's supposed to give if people in Jerusalem have a priority, again, all things created equal might have a higher priority than the rest of Israel, and then comes the the cleft power in Rwanda, where okay, or we'll save the whale we'll save the whales, questionable charity in general, I don't know if that's considered charity. Because again, as we're going to see, stucca means not just any need, it means specifically it's it's helping people with specific needs. Saving the whales, you know, I don't know if you're helping people, you're helping the planet, uh, helping AOC for... Campaign, some
1: some people a job over there. To explore.
0: We <laughs> need a job. Sorry. It's usually all these organizations. Of course, i run by so. Jews. So, see, uh, <laughs> might be helpful. All the liberal causes are all. Mm-hmm. If you look at the PETA and all, they're all uh, down the list. All Jewish names. Eighty percent of their board are Jewish. Even Plant Parenthood, for sure, is all Jewish. Okay. Um, so, so the uh, the. So that's as far as priority, this list. So there's, there's a number of dilemmas before we get back. So, so, I, so this is, how do you define charity? And this really gets down to meaning is any need considered a charity? Well, let's say, like we're saying, this person can't make their, uh, you know, they bought a yacht and they're behind on their payments. How, does, how, does, how do we define needs? And like he said before, needs are very subjective. And, the, and Allah recognizes that. That's what i was saying. Rabbi Willi, I once asked Rabbi this question, he said that needs are subjective and depending on the society what's the norm of the society you're living in. If the norm is to have uh, let's say in Texas where so everyone has at least one car and a pickup truck, so maybe that becomes the that becomes a societal norm. So if someone is, was living that lifestyle for sure, it says the halach addresses that the gemara says if someone was living a certain lifestyle and then you know then the market went bust and they lost everything uh, made off. Whatever the case was so, so their needs—they have a much higher standard of needs. I mean, I can tell you, that a few years back when the recession, so was people because because for them it's humiliating. Let's say a guy. Was in the Five Towns, and, and he lost everything, all his investments. Poof, one day disappeared. So that guy, he has to make a wedding, marry his daughter next year. He can't. You know, I made a wedding. I could serve potato kugel at the shmurkes and Everybody was happy. No one complained. Right? But if this guy in the Five Towns is used to serving, you know, seven types of sushi and sixteen carbon stations, and you know, and and things like that, and now he has to make a wedding, he serves potato cook, It's it's humiliation for him. It's humiliating. So. For, so the Allah understands that again, obviously in the priority of need, that's going to be very low down, to have the 16 carbon patients, or whatever it is. But what but, but I'm saying is, that is really a need. If Assuming we would have as much money as we need to have, you know, that you, if a person's giving out millions, that is called staka too. Staka doesn't only mean to fulfill a person's starving, it means fulfilling people who have different needs, and we're going to talk about it. In the case of the guy that uh,
1: bought a yacht, okay... He made a bad decision, but now he's in a bind. The bank's gonna, the bank's gonna come and come after him. Doesn't he also, doesn't he himself take priority so in that again, particular case?
0: Again, that's you know, depending on where he's living. If you're living in, uh, I don't know where, I don't know where people normal to buy that, but in most of society, I don't think it's normal. So therefore, that's not a need. That's a luxury. it's a luxury. But now the guy's in a bind. He wish he wouldn't have bought it in the first place. Himself is okay, fine. so that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit the right. So I'm that. So this is my scenario. I found a fascinating scenario because I was giving the share to doctors. So if you look on side one, go back to side one, this, was a, this is a fascinating question. Oh, so, so I want to explain fiscal priorities before we get there. So the Shogunarch also discusses priority and needs. So I'm, I took a picture this morning. It's too big of a book to schlep here. Although well, it's here, I can read it from here. I took a picture. So the Shogunarch says like this Shogunarch says, oops, um Anyway. Sorry. Who there? So says, ah, you came at the right time, I should Stick around. Let me actually, uh, let me find it in the Shokhanach. Uh, let me find it quickly here. And so the Shokhanach says that the highest, higher than giving to indigent people is actually giving to support Torah. Maish, get it? one. the, the Shokhanach says, I read it to you, says that ha, more important on the cause priority list then giving to poor people is supporting learning of time. Okay, I'm, if I did... He's it. plugging the giving to the Qolil. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Someone stole that volume mm-hmm. over here. Someone stole that volume. So, uh, yes. Okay, so say it like this. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Huh? Well. No, that's people. <laughs> It's so obvious that I yeah. something down. learning is at one thing Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> now I explain that to you. That's your really place right now, like,
1: get you know. get
0: So chapter 49. It says like this. So they have to discuss how much you have to give, again, who to give to. So it says, Yesh Misham, it's one opinion given, but it doesn't bring another opinion. It says, For those that say, us Besach first first it discusses shul. So let's say giving to a building fund of a shul comes before mimitzat staka. That means giving to the poor. Because since the shul is a communal. Um, uh, commu- it's for the whole community, it's not just for one person. So, in a s- certain sense, that's more important because it can help the individual, the community as a whole. Everyone in every community needs a shul, needs a mikvah, so there's certain basics of a community that come first. And then he says, um, and I'm, <coughs> I'm saying this out of my breath because the am a to young people, to learn Torah, it sounds like more of a younger crowd, um, to learn Torah, that, that takes priority even over a shul. Okay, so when you're dealing with communal needs, so he says, study of Torah overrides the Shul. So I mean, uh, I don't want to get into the politics next uh, week, but you, know, do you have a sh- choice of giving to the Shul, giving to study of Torah. It sounds like the Shul is saying very clearly uh, that study of Torah overrides, giving to organizations that support the study of Torah overrides the Shul. I, and you know this is a sore topic, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much. And then he says, the, leh- the last thing is, he says, I l'chay so, that's, it's, now let's say you have a poor person who is also sick, so you need a medical procedure done. Um, so, he says that is equal to get supporting Torah and still overrides the shul. So, we're saying again, the, the list here seems to be in the Shachonah. It says first is that Knesset, the shul, overrides stu- <coughs> regular indigent person again. Someone starving, of course, that takes precedence. We're talking about for other needs of people in general, where they need um, I don't know, whatever it is so, so you know, not basic human needs you know, food and clothing, of course, will override, but other needs of people, let's say, I don't know they, whatever. we'll talk about different needs so he says that, uh, giving to the shul overrides that, um, and then on top of that is support of Torah, higher than that and equal to that is a poor indigent sick person okay now why is why, why should that make a difference when the person's um, sick or not so he say like this so I saw Rasha Weiss explains like this he says he says that we, this what's stuck is one that's Giving to the poor. Helping the needy. That's one mitzvah. But when you have someone who's, who needs a medical procedure, so now there's two mitzvahs involved because there's a, there's a Pasuk in the Torah. It's a verse that says, Do not stand out of the If you could save someone's life, you're obligated to save that person's life. That's a mitzvah of the rest. Again, American law, right, we always say this, you, you know, you're driving down the bay, you see a guy drowning, you wait for your meeting, you wait for lunch, you have Chinese food, you wave the guy, smile, and drive on. You did nothing wrong. You're an idiot, but you did nothing wrong. You can't get arrested. You can't stop it. In Jewish law you violate a biblical commandment. In the Torah Allah the Torah. Torah says al So I'm obligated to stop, assuming you know to swim and save the guy, or at least call one nine one one. OK, if you know the Heimlich, and, and not, not if you're not solid. Don't have, If you're not solid for sure, but there's really no difference. As long as you have the ability to save someone's life, you are obligated to do that. So the same thing with money. If you can't save their life, but you have money that can save their life, they need a medical procedure and they don't, they don't have insurance. Obamacare is not covering this, whatever the case is. So then you have an obligation to help them, to help save their life. So when you have a poor person, meaning someone, let's say, doesn't have insurance. Oh, I mean, it could be even a rich resident if they don't have insurance and they can't pay. And the Anderson needs, I remember there's a guy who just came to the city and he didn't have insurance right away. Didn't kick in, takes three months. It's a pre existing condition. And, uh, and the Anderson, the they said they need, I think it was $300,000 cash down before they start treating. They wanted, in the bank, $300,000. Right? So, because it costs a lot of money, cancer is a lot of money. Um, so, so, the point is, right, so if you can have the means, again, to save someone's life, then we have... To, so there's two mechanisms involved. So when you have an indigent, sick person, well, now you're getting two mitzvahs by helping them. So that's why it takes priority, We're saying even over the shul, even, and it's even equal to supporting Torah learning. Okay? So that's that's halach and Shughanah. Now, this is a case that was presented, and I saw a fascinating case. So as you know, Israel has um, socialized medicine to a certain extent. It's, it's a three-tier system. You can buy in. and you either pay nothing or very little. Then you pay a little more, you get a better, a little better quality care. In the that's the way it works, and it works more or less. It's, not, it's still socialized. It's not the best. And that's why that's hence this question. Because many times this happens to people here where people come back on your door from Israel and they're saying, oh, I need this procedure, I need that procedure. So why aren't you getting it in Israel? So the problem is because Israel has socialized medicine, the level of care, the quality of care is not going to be the same. Just like any socialized medicine country. That's for people from Canada, they have to wait for six months. In England, they, a lot of them come to America. Same thing with Israel. So this, there was a child here. The case was, was an actual case. The child needed open heart surgery. And they could do it in Israel. But, you know, like every Jewish parent, they wanted the best doctor in the world to do it. So they came to the States with their child, and they came fundraising. So this guy said, listen, you could do the open heart surgery in Israel. You're coming to me because you want better and the best care, you want the better doctor. Is that considered charity? What would you say in that case? Is is that considered staka? That you're, you're basically paying for better quality care for them. You're not helping them. They would get the open heart surgery in Israel. Uh, I don't think no. I wouldn't. no I don't think, uh, yeah, so. huh? think it's <coughs> a Okay, so it's very understanding. So, I,
1: mean, uh, I every, every <coughs> Sunday, <you coughs> just need to do <laughs> your spreadsheet for this this. better,
0: no, better no. is so
1: subjective. I think it's just not,
0: you know. Okay, but let's say so, uh, so that's going to be part of the issue, but let's say this the, let's say it goes you go by statistics. You have it. Actors in Israel, uh, let's say the success rate in Israel would be um, uh, 50% for the surgery and the, or let's say make it 60 is no other issues otherwise. Questionable, but so let's say it's 60% success rate for the open heart surgery in Israel and it's uh, 75% in New York. But well, that's yeah. a different story.
1: I think that you also have the problem. Th- th- it's a story. It's a story. You, th- you said it's the same Israel thing in a way. No, no way. I didn't
0: say Same thing, of course. I said it's better quality care. The question is, what's called better. So better uh, You said that is subjective. I'm saying we can put numbers on that. I actually think
1: Israel's a different story than, like, let's say the guy's in France and he wants to go to America. Because Israel, obviously, you have in here that you're supporting Saddam Hussein. No, but it's not Saddam the doctor, but the doc, but but you're still supporting the, you know, the Israel essentially by, uh, by, by paying for the, by having his, like, he's it, saying no, he wants the surgery, oh, he here. Wants the surgery here. He wants to company
0: in New York because they're saying the doctor's better uh-huh. in New York, and but they can't afford. They have no insurance. Insurance only covers Holim. only covers in, in Israel. Okay. But now he traveled out of sh- Israel. Hashem can save him in Israel or in New York. It's
1: up to Hashem's hands anyway. So it, it, so it's, it's true. It's also say it's also not a need at that point. It's, it's oh, not a need.
0: What do I you mean? It's not a need. It it's is not a for need. them. There's listen. Everyone wants the best for their child. If they can increase the chances of success in surgery by twenty percent, is that not a need? I don't know. Well, That's then you, you can make,
1: then you can make the argument that uh, I mean, I mean it, you, you could sit here and make the argument that um, this you, you know this person's eating potatoes. They should be eating steaks every day.
0: You know, like you're supposed to believe in statistics uh, also,
1: like.
0: I don't know, that's, that's different, I'm saying that Is it you different? could survive, but here it's a life there's 20% better chance of this child living, staying alive, if he does the surgery in New York. Potatoes and steak, you're probably going to die earlier uh, than you're steak. Doesn't Hashem say, don't, don't,
1: don't, don't feed me with a uh, meaning like with happenstance? Meaning, like the, the way that the the, the going uh, the live this world, it's everything by statistics. This chance of this, this chance of <laughs> <laughs> so this. Statistics play a role in halacha. This
0: There's is no what question. If it says no, we we look at numbers. The Torah says Rabbi It's the Torah. You go. We use statistics. If there is nine kosher meat stores in one trip, you could eat the meat. It's kosher. Right. Meaning you like find the, a piece of statistics. You know. So statistics are very important in halacha. Statistics play a big role, even in, if I mentioned before. If it's only forty percent survival could be questionable if you do the surgery. We do look at statistics. Halakha very much so uses statistics in deciding halach. Usually not when it comes to, interestingly enough, is a good point, because when it comes to saving a life, so you're everyone basically saying you're not charity, right? Now, this is where it comes in, statistics, because usually halach. why? Because you're saying, listen, there's a good chance. Well, let's see what comes down the answer before I I, w- I would yeah. say
1: it's a different story if,
0: like, there's a 10% chance of survival versus like a 90% chance oh, of survival. So that's what Rishlam yeah. Zaman. So Rishlam Zaman Orbach was asked this question in, in this bottom paragraph here. That's what he answers. Uh, I'll read it to you. He says, he says, I'll read the question and answer. He has to go through open heart surgery as a child. He was covered under Kubacholim in Israel, Israel. They want to do it by the, by the expert in the field, Baal who is a famous name in the world, Baalfin Prati and it's going to be private coverage then they don't have enough funds to pay for that for, the private, uh, for private they need a donor to pay it to cover the cost of the surgery so he says what's the answer and he's really saying what you're saying he says if it's it's, it's, uh, it's emergency he doesn't put exact number but he says there's a much better chance let's say like he said it's 15% of success rate in Israel, and there's a 75% in, in New York. So in that case, he says, yes, Then 100%. In that case, he doesn't give you exact numbers. He says, that's. So then, if there's such a greater chance of this child living by the success of the surgery, that's called. Um, he says that's considered money from charitable funds. Ah! Let's say the numbers are not that. The spread is the doctor in Israel is, is uh, 40% and the doctor in New York is 50%. Let's say, 10% difference. He says, in that case, he says, no, that's not stuck. He'll feed us a rope, and he says, if you ask the expert medical opinions, they'll tell you. You could do the the surgery, there's no reason we can't do it again. Chesed, listen, you want to be nice to the family, you know, help them out, that's fine. But he says, you give them a few bucks, but don't, that cannot come out of your stucca account. You're, it's not considered, let's say you have a set-aside money for charity, that you can't use that money. The Anishidruma was there, he says, you want to help them out? It makes sense that you'd have to be several standard deviations away from, you know. Right, so well, Yasha, by the way, did say, because someone mentioned before, like you said, so well, Yasha said a different answer. He said, it's not stucca, but if they're ready in New York and they he says they can't afford take it back, now they're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> he says, now <laughs> you have to pay. Now it's stuck. So that's what the What yeah, if
1: it's an Israeli doctor in New York? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wouldn't use it. Stay away from this. Um, no, so, the, 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 so what's what's interesting, just getting to your point of statistics once you brought it up, i not sure I was planning on going there, but, but there's a problem with this because usually in halacha, when it comes to saving a life, we don't look at statistics. That means normally statistics do play a role in halacha. So let's say... Uh, uh, like we said, kosher, not kosher. I have to know. Is there what are the chances of bugs being in this lettuce? We we'll look at the statistics. If I ch- I soaked it, took it out. We don't care if there's bugs at this point because I did what I had to do. So the chances of bugs are much lower. So halachically, you're allowed to eat it. Right? So statistics are very important in al- al- Many years ago. Al- but when it comes to saving a life, so for example, let's say it's uh, you know. Let's say it's comes to a building collapse on Shabbat. <coughs> building collapse, they come there, and they, the Gemara is the case. of The Gemara, Yuma, Gemara says we're not sure if there's anyone even. If there were any people in the building. Number two is we don't even know there was a person Jewish. Even if he was Jewish, was he alive? It, may, it looks like it's flattened like a pancake. No chance. Anyone survived this building collapse? And he could be ten Sphakers. Says the says the Gemara even if there's a 0.1% chance to save someone's life, you violate Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Let's say kid, someone's kid falls, they get, they're bleeding. not sure, meat stitches or not, it's going to affect the you know, it's on his nose, her nose, whatever. So, so is you go to the hospital, you don't ask questions. Right? As a matter of fact, if you ask a rabbi, the says you're, you're a ritzer. you're a spiller of blood. You don't ask halach questions when it comes to saving life. You don't start saying, well, should I go to the hospital, let me call the rabbi, let me go to his house, figure it out. No, you do it. Because even if there's a 1% chance of, some, of someone's life, we always err on the side of caution. So the question is, so why is it different? When it comes to money, all of a sudden here we're saying, oh, it has to be a 15% spread of money. <laughs> well, What's going on? It's the dichotomy. Because so if we're so concerned about saving a life, all of a sudden here when it comes to surgery, and by the way, even about Chavez, let's say there was a case. I saw a similar case to this, which was a surgeon. They, they want they again, similar case. Let's say, let's say it was, was open-heart surgery. Kid needed surgery. And they and the surgeon was ready to do it on a Tuesday. They had another better surgeon who said he could only do it on Shabbos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he asked the same child to him, Shlomo Zalman, should we do the surgery on Shabbos, Mechal Shabbos, even though I have a surgeon who could do it on a Tuesday? But that surgeon is not the most famous. You know, he's not as famous. And he said, "Yeah, 100%. You're allowed to do the surgery. We could be Mechal Shabbos because when it comes to Shabbos, even there's a one percent chance. So it's based on actually a Mishnah. Mishnah says that." Um, says that if you're allowed to go get a midwife from another town, a woman's in labor, the mission says, you can get Isha Chachama from another town to bring her, violent Shabbos, drive her here, she could drive, near dua, you can go to drive, even though there's one right here. So that's what he, the, the first twelve says there on the message, he says, why do you say Isha Chachama? Say Isha Mialda. So he says, once I, let me finish my point, he says, he says, no, it's telling you that you have a midwife here. But there's a better one. She's a Chachama, She's better. She's a better doula. You'll add a job is to bring her for the birth. But, but it, it's
1: it's a faulty logic. because you're, you're talking about individual cases, right? And the uh, um, uh, and the, the, the example we're talking about mm-hmm. is like the collective America is generally better than no but saying, uh, let's I'm, say the I'm, I'm statistics just, I'm were, just saying were, yeah. America is generally better than Israel right so, but, so. but any Israeli
0: doctor could be better than any than any individual yeah I'm saying but, but this case was they were saying the numbers his success rate that's what he's saying you need to look I'm at each, there's each individual doctor I'm, yeah. I'm saying okay, that, right. a, that, a that wasn't the case that we were presenting a, a point. but I'm just telling you generally the Allah is Shabbos we don't look at numbers. When it comes to... Science, no, like I'm you not say, talking about Shabbos. I'm talking
1: about oh, the original point. yeah. The original but I'm point. Saying is,
0: but I'm, but no, so I'm saying is, let's say the numbers... Let's say it is working with statistics and numbers. So this doctor has a 50... You know, you're saying that the spread has to be very widespread. Then it's considered stuck. Why should money be less important, or more important, really, for your packet? When it comes to your packet, we say, oh, no. It has to be a major uh, difference to save his life. You hear the problem. You hear the question. So it's, it's an interesting well, we question. We, we, well, we're we being more make on your money
1: than on violating we, we don't know. You, you have one doctor here and one doctor here. You know, we, we don't know that based on, like, uh, like we don't know the variables essentially that make
0: you no, successful. No, but case so was they so did. Yeah, here it's a valid point. Meaning, yeah. how could you know who's really better? Statistics—they're all they fake them anyway. The guy, you know. Saying saying a different, like, that's doctors, a different story. What
1: I'm saying is, in either case, but you have you have someone trying to save the life, and there and, and either way, there's there's a certain percentage oh, of saving so life. Is, but, oh, but but oh. in but in the, in, in the you know, hey, we re- will run into a building, and there's a one percent chance. That's not. I, that's not a case of where, it, you know, you have two, but in both scenarios, someone's trying to save their life. In that, ah. in that case, someone's trying to save their life, or no one's going to really save
0: amazing. Their life. Oh, I think R. Zilberstein gives your answer. R. Zilberstein was a rabbi there uh, as well. He says, if I understand you correctly, he says what you're saying. He's saying, saying a very good point. Meaning, well, what did we say? The mitzvah, why could you violate Shabbos to save a life? There's a in the Torah. The Torah says, we have to live by the mitzvah. That means any mitzvah that endangers your life. The Torah says no, don't do it. You have it's actually us—it's prohibited. You can't say, "I'm firmer than God." I'm going to do the mitzvah. So your doctor tells you eat a double cheeseburger and bacon on your kipper. You, you have a mitzvah to eat a double cheeseburger. Take a note on, on your kipper. Okay. Um, so it becomes a mitzvah. It's not just I could break my fast if I want. To. I have to end. But I'll, so he says what you're saying. He says a beautiful thing. He says so the Chayyim is telling me when it comes, the Torah is telling you a mitzvah between God and man and God. So the Torah says if it in any way endangers your life. You have to err on the side of caution. If there's a 1% chance it's going to endanger this person's life, don't do the mitzvah. That's what the Torah is telling you. The live by the mitzvah, don't die by the mitzvah. Don't let any mitzvah, we're not uh, Muslims, we don't, we don't risk our lives for mitzvahs. Right? Okay? Uh, we don't blow ourselves up, we don't do that. So, so the point being is, but, uh, as he's pointing out, is what does it mean when I have to give charity, okay? when it comes to me saving someone else's life, there's a Allah called the Samar al said the Torah says, don't stand idly by while your brother's blood is being shed. Okay, I there is a doctor already taking care of the problems. He's saying in Israel, the doctor's ready to do the surgery, the open heart surgery in Israel. Just what? Okay, we can increase the chances uh, by uh, by doing it in New York. So that's not the sound of Not standing out. No one's standing out of the body where someone's dying. It's the problem is being addressed. It's being taken care of by the doctor in Israel. Yeah, okay. You want better care? You want a you know a hotel you know private uh, room? You know I'm saying because it it's better for the psychology of the patient. Or whatever you know, people have all these. Mishigasim, right? So uh, you, you walk in somebody's hospital and used to, like, like hotels, nicer than many of the hotels I stayed in, for sure. <laughs> right? So meaning, so that, he's saying, he's saying, I think, what you're saying is, Osam al the, the obligation to help someone else with, to save their life, that's between man and man. So that, as long as it's being taken care of, I don't have an obligation. Meaning, if, I, if I'm driving down the valley, I see someone drowning, and there's someone else already jumped in to save him, and he knows what he's doing, I don't have to stop. Right, it's being taken care of already. I'm not standing idly by. Well, it doesn't mean I have to save the guy. He has to be saved. Someone has to save him. So if that's all the guys there, fine. I can go my merry way. So here he's saying. He's, so the, guy, the doctor in Israel is already addressing the issue. He's giving you that no one's standing idly by. You. The problem is being addressed. You just want to increase it and address it better. That I'm not much to, to do. It's very different than running into the building, a you know, collapsed building where over there we're saying. You have have an obligation, you have to violate Shabbos. The Torah tells you even, Mm -hmm. no matter what, to violate Shabbos.